Anthem is just a way that can get more American talent playing. I believe it's going to take time, but it's got the right things and people behind it. The reality of like what the mission is, and speaking to Scott about the potential as National Academy being really a ground that you'll see, you know, homegrown USA players. That is what we need. And I think it sits within MLR, it doesn't sit on its own. It gets more young players in particular playing that high standard of rugby. And then going back to Scott Lawrence, the fact that he's slightly behind it as well, I think makes this all positive to have a successful future. Welcome to US Rugby Happy Hour Live. Interviews with the biggest names in American rugby. The New England Free Jacks, Major League Rugby Champions. Hey everybody, welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. I am Bill Baker, and that's the other guy, John Fitzpatrick. Hey, Fitzy. Bill, I, I, every time I hear that other guy, I just it just cracks me up. I just love it. Yeah, you should. Uh, I think I told you this before. Yeah, he's he's a buddy of mine, the guy who does the voice work, and he's been meaning to get into. Um, you know, VO work, like especially movie stuff. Yeah. You know how everyone has a buddy at the bar after a couple of drinks that thinks they have the, the best voice ever? That's him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you the original one day. It's it's a little more high pitch. Yes, the other guy. Ooh. I think that was a movie or something. I don't know. Anyway, guys, this is our very special Valentine's Day show, and who better mm-hmm. uh, to spend it with than my co-host here in crime, uh, John Fitzpatrick. And also uh, it's a dinner for three tonight with our co-host Will Hooley. Oh no, co-host. I'm sorry, our guest Will Hooley in a few minutes, or less than a minute or so. Uh, it's good. it's a good night, man. I'm excited about this. Um, I don't know if my wife's in bed already, so you know, this is what I do after hours. <laughs> late night, Bill. Late night. Late night. Late night. All right. Before we get to our guests, let's let's talk about this really quick. Uh, you know, listeners, please like, follow, or subscribe to the show and copy the link and share with a friend. Also, reviews really help the show grow, grow so please drop a review uh, anywhere. Again, YouTube, podcasts, etc. Follow us on social media and visit eaglesoverseas.com and rugbymorning.com for more. All right, let's get to it. Our guest, oh boy, you know what? He's never been on the show. <laughs> let's welcome back to the show, Eagle number 517, and someone... Clearly playing second fiddle to Alex Corbacero on the rugby breakdown, uh, rundown. Sorry, let's welcome Will Hooley back to the show. Hey, Will. Oh dear, guys, Bill Fitzy, what a joy to be Valentine's Day and, and being with you two. I mean, I honestly, I, I feel honoured, really honoured. It's, it's the we do like the heart thing. What is that? Uh, <laughs> yes, over the, Sorry, I can't the, do over it. The, over the cast door as well. No, so you USA Rugby would be happy. I, I was doing an upside down. I don't do that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, okay, listen, well, I, yeah, I know. Right, wait. Yep. Uh, Will, we said mentioned a minute ago. You've been on a couple of times. Um, uh, third appearance. It's big. But unfortunately, not so big where you win anything. You get nothing from us. Sorry, except for being on the show. Uh, there's no jacket. There's no ring or watch. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, but I got to get something out of the way, Will. Something's still bothering me. Um, a year or so ago, you and I hosted a show together uh, on Twitter Spaces. And we had a blast. I loved it. It was such a good time. The Rugby Network got behind it. And we and it really did well, I thought. You know, uh, the Eagle Space, Repiars, set, go. Now, this is what bothers me, okay? Um the, the graphic was this. I thought it looked nice. We did a good job with this. Um, that looks great. We both look great. 
But the comments start coming up on the first ones. That first comment right there. <laughs> I am still bothered by this. <laughs> well, I mean, Bill, don't take it to heart. I mean, it's, it's all part. You know what? I always believe there's, there's not really anything. Oh, there's no such thing as good. As, as any publicity. So any publicity, there's no such bad thing, I should say. Put it that way. Well, one day you might grow a goatee like me, and you'll you'll be on your way. Uh, <laughs> Fitzy, you're you're co-hosting the podcast. Have you ever had that issue? I don't think you <laughs> you and your co-host. <laughs> it's audio only, baby. No one wants to see us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. We're doing video now. So, all right. Well, let's 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 get into it. Re, you know, uh, we want to talk about your pod. We're going to talk about USA Rugby and talk about MLR especially. Um, you're in retirement world, which. It's funny to say that because you're not retired. You're just not playing on the pitch right now. So how's the time been since you hung up your boots there in Chicago? Oh, where do we start? I mean, first of all, I'm a little bit, um, let's just say, fatter. Um, and uh, although I'm trying to still keep in shape, Bill, I am trying. Uh, it's a bit Ooh. difficult, though, with routine. Uh mm -hmm. And then on, it was a bit of a whirlwind, to be honest. And coming back from that final game... Um, very much seeing loads of people set, I guess, celebration, but it wasn't celebration because we lost the bloody final. Um, but meeting, honestly, just the amount of people who wanted to maybe meet for a drink or, or just catch up, especially when I went back to the UK for a little bit over the summer, um, my wife and I, which was really nice, but it was very full on. And I probably never really had time to reflect or just think, you know, what, what actually was happening, even though I really kind of built towards this retirement. It wasn't just a decision made overnight. It wasn't a decision made over really even uh, the last season. I probably made this decision about two years ago. I think you and I maybe uh, off camera and had a kind of conversation about this and yeah. where I wanted to go next. And then it's then I jump into what I do want to go into next, which is kind of within the media and involved in, in sports sort of uh, partnerships and, and things like that with Major League Rugby, which I had already kind of signed that dotted line before those final playoff games. There was not, that was nice as an ego within me. I wanted to retire my own term. So everything yeah. was it transpired in the way that I wanted it to do, except for losing the final. Can't do much about that now. But at the same time, you can prepare all you like with this sort of transition away from rugby. But until it happens, there's just the little things, the nuances you begin to understand. And whether it would be like a daily routine or I work from home and, you know, just trying to build relationship with now my different team. You know, it's not the mm -hmm. rugby, the rugby boys. That is so honestly, it's a challenge which is fantastic, but also difficult. And something which you just can't prepare. So how has it been since then? It's been a bit of a roller coaster, but one I'm very grateful for. One I'm absolutely feel like I've still made the right decision. Um, and one I'm just running with at the moment, um, taking it week by week. You know, one thing I mentioned on what well, we mentioned on social media today, uh, which is actually uh, I've heard from my wife. It was. Um, kind of, Will, will you please go back to the field and start your home too often? <laughs> my wife didn't say, Will, she's, I used to travel quite a bit for work and because of COVID it stopped. She, and my wife's like, you know, you should probably go back on the road. It's better for you and for us. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's funny you say that. I mean, we're, we're both quite busy at the moment through, with various things. And uh, I, I keep myself in this spare bedroom, uh, my, uh, my office, I should probably Looks call nice. it. Uh, yeah, yeah was, uh, sorry, you've gone wide, and I realised I've got yeah, things in some, picture. That, you need some that artwork. Push, 
that just shows that um, I'm in I'm in Southern California. That's a fan. So when the weather really <laughs> but um, yeah, you surprised me then. I didn't think I was going to have that. that, that shot. But, um, yeah, I, look, I I think she she's massively supportive of, of me of and, and realizes that at the end of the day, um, I'm going to have those. My mindset now is on this new thing, and and sometimes I think about it too much, talk about it too much. Um, I'm probably getting the balance. She's coping with me. She hasn't kicked me out just yet. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit about the rugby rundown, but talk a little bit more about what, what's your official title with Major League Rugby and kind of what are your roles and responsibilities? Uh, my official title is Emperor of MLR. Um, wow. <laughs> Impressive. I, I, I'm completely messing with you. Uh, and the reason I start with that joke is because my job title is technical director, but I think it really is a, one which is um, trying to be a jack of all trades, master of hopefully one eventually. And um, look, I, look I, I'm in this kind of media space and I look forward to being on, on the broadcasting for the MLR games. You're, you're here, my dulcet tones whether that's a good thing or a bad thing um i'll be there uh giving some hopefully you know i, I always think it's it's great to have someone who just come from the field and, and and give that perspective to the viewers um that maybe that wasn't there before that's not to say that we haven't got a brilliant broadcasting team i'm really looking forward to working with them but hopefully that gives me a little bit of value in in that um uh, capacity and then equally doing a lot of learning a lot of learning between you know marketing sides of mlr and maybe the rugby network um and you know maybe value within potential partnerships so it's almost like I, i'm doing a whole range of stuff um but the media side of things is definitely where i'm sort of taking my my stride towards mm. um and i think just over time it's what i've only probably been in the role a few months or so um things will maybe become a bit clearer, but um, yeah, I'm finding myself very busy um, and getting involved with a lot of exciting things uh, like rugby is in America. Um, it's always something new is happening around the corner. Trying to adapt, trying to get used to it um, is something I'm, I'm very much trying to do. So go on, Fitzy. No, I was going to say, can, Will, can you share with us who, what game you'll be calling in week one of MLR? Ooh. Goodness, I don't know if I can or not, oh. but um, but um, well, he is, you know, it, you know what? It doesn't matter. It does not matter, doesn't it? And I'll be shot down probably later on tomorrow. But um, I think my first game is um, gonna be. I have to go out towards Indianapolis because there's two studios. One mm. is in Indianapolis, the other's in Austin because it's more remote setting, so you can do maybe a couple of games a weekend. But I think my first one is something like Los Angeles versus Dallas. Um, so excited to to comment um, or make comment on on new team that rfcla yeah. um and how they'll get on in their first home home game that first opening home game for them so i think that's where it lies although in all honesty um the the schedules seem to be changing pretty frequently you never know no no um, the schedule is set well don't don't yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the schedule <laughs> is set i'm all talking don't panic guys i'm talking more about my scheduling for, yes. uh, for there's a new team in north dakota <laughs> no, 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 no! Don't, don't worry about that. No, don't panic. It's Valentine's Day. I wouldn't. I already got my got my flights to Charlotte for the first opening weekend, so don't be changing it yet. Uh, <laughs> well, we, um, uh, Fitzy and I have created a new AI department here at uh, US Happy Hour Live, um, and we got a full time staff of about I think thirty two people now. Or anyway, um, I, I, yeah, I. I want to. So we asked them to come up with ideas of uh, what you would be doing during retirement, other than 
you know, uh, hosting shows and podcasts and, and announcing games. So, so they started their research with some old photos of you, and I really like some of these. Okay, there's, it goes back, you know, Exeter Chiefs, Saracens, U twenty England uniform, Newcastle. Uh, you're chasing down an all black. Um, I don't know what you're doing in that Legion. Are you getting the crowd going with your right hand there? Oh, I think so, but I'm pretty sure I missed it after it. So uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to comment about that. All right. I love, and then and then one photo we worked with to get a really good idea of what to tell AI to do. Was, I just love that photo. Oh, um, your face is amazing. I, ne- I never had good facial uh, <laughs> expressions during the game. I was never blessed with it. Um, good job I managed to tie down a, a, a young lady early doors. Because um, yeah, those those faces wouldn't do me any good things for Valentine's Day, wouldn't they? Yeah. All right. So they use those images, and then we we decide, okay, let's base everything off of your amazing 2019 uh, World Cup uh, photo. Uh, and so they started doing some imaging. So they thought, all right, in post uh, playing days, Will is going to actually join the San Diego Legion uh, cheering squad. So they came up with this. I don't know what's going on with your hair. <laughs> oh, I do a lot of gel or hairspray. <laughs> oh my goodness! And you know what? It's funny because my my screens. You can still hear me, by the way, but my screen for some yes. reason just gone blank. Um, hopefully, it comes back on. So I just, we can I, see you still. We can oh, see good, you still. Good. I tell you what, I might just get up. Sorry, guys. My my thing. I don't know what's happened to my. Um, I did see it, and I, I, to be honest, I looked like Thor for a minute. So I was very. You happy did. With it. Um, you do, but, yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure. Maybe that was was the case. Okay, so there was also um, they they we gave him instructions to find out what you'd be doing in your leisure, and so what every old retired person does is they play pickleball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? When as soon as you said pickleball, I was actually like, "Wow, you've read my you, you place here in Southern California." Watching me, if I can get out in the evening. Uh, my wife absolutely loves it. I honestly think today, rather than going out for dinner, we would rather go to the pickleball court. Uh, no, we do the same thing. It's and according to this great. photo, you're just eating pickles. No, let's be, let's be at the, the local farmer's market. <laughs> I, I look like a wide shoulders there. Show me that, that needs to go through the washing machine, I think. Well, it's also separated left shoulder. It looks like it's dropped down a bit. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, last one. Yeah. Last one. We did ask what it would look like if you actually – earned your senior cap for England, which would not have been good for us. Uh, let's just say our crack team AI specialists are just interns. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> wow. My words. So I'm a killer. I'm a killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. That's yeah. like a horror film. Uh, I think they had a little blood. You might have stabbed some guy in the eye while trying to yeah, score a try. I don't know. So graphic. Are we past the th- like? What do you call it? Yeah, we passed. Yeah, we passed nine p.m. Yeah. Eastern. Yeah, yeah, kids can watch. Oh, kids are in bed. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get into it. Uh, let's get into the stuff. Let's talk about the rugby rundown. Uh, a new show you're doing on the Rugby Network with Alice Corbacero. Uh, tell us about the show. Uh, you know, what do you cover, uh, and why should we watch? I think my screen's gone again. As soon as, as right, soon you as keep you- going. <laughs> I will keep going indeed. Yeah. So um, look, why? What is it? What is it? I guess we're trying to create some form of weekly rugby show, which is a bit of a wrap up and a bit of a preview as to what's going on, on particularly on the rugby network. And, you know, two guys that have, well, 
played the game. One has just recently come out and another one in the shape of Alex Corpsiero, who is obviously stature of the man, quite literally on and off the field and with the career he's had. To try and give you the or the audience that insight, um, it's you know it's a challenge because we don't have huge amounts of resources, but the rugby network um, very kindly is is jumped on board and they wanted this as well. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to just do something that's a bit authentic and, and try and get around the houses. I was in Chicago, or well, I wasn't in Chicago. I was in San Diego, the Chicago training camp uh, yesterday, actually, uh, and filmed mm. some stuff there with them. And, and you know, try and just get those, I guess, stories of just what's going on. It's got baby steps to begin with, and we've got lots of ideas and great ideas uh, and hopefully some live stuff as well in due course. But for the moment, we're um, we're trying to just, yeah, really embed in, in what's going on in, in the rugby week and uh, hearing it from two guys who like to think they know what they're on about. I don't know if we actually do. So, Will, we're going to have to do one more thing. Um, and, and this, again, this is live internet. This is why you record your show. Uh, you're frozen again. So let's try one more time. Um, yeah. Maybe restart your computer. No worries. What we'll do is we're going to, uh, for those listening in live, oh, there you are. You're back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Maybe and, it's my. Um... <laughs> oh. oh, there you are. <laughs> Don't move. I just, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry, guys. No really worries. Nice. i got to make sure that things are in. Um, this is why you record your show and post it. Well, I gotta ask. I gotta ask <laughs> yeah. because the the backdrop looks great. The studio is that at someone's house? Is that your house? Is that uh, house? Yes. So we have we created a little studio. This is not the backdrop. This is just. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yes, we 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 created a little studio. Um, it is out of Alex Corpusiero's, um front room, to be precise. But um, yeah, nice. we just wanted to we wanted to give it that. You know, we, we love every everything that, and we're big supporters of all shows, whether that's you guys, whether that's rag, rugby wrap up, you know, the rugby rants yeah. and all things. Yeah. I I've ne- I don't see this as competition. I see it as we're all trying to do things in different ways to try and grow the game. And and I think for us, it was a more of like if we're in person and he's fifteen minutes away, how good's that? And you can try and bounce the kind of ideas off, confining it. We've got to try and combine it within this kind of near thirty minute mark for the rugby network. Um, and try and shove in a lot of things, you know, that could be from college to MLR to the premiership to premiership women's rugby to, to rugby sevens. Um, it's difficult, but it's a great challenge and, and, and one which hopefully is enjoyable and, and will only get better in due course as well. So you've, um, you know, asked, it was one of your coaches, uh, more of the forwards coach, obviously. But so you've gone from him as one of your coaches now, uh, uh, apparently scaring the hell out of you, or you're laughing one of the two in a, uh, in a set. I can't get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, very good. Talk a bit about Alex. I mean, he's got this tremendous uh, um, experience playing the game at the world level. You know, uh, he's obviously great on camera, like you are. He's a good coach. Uh, I, I ran. It, I was trying to run into him after the uh, the MLR finals match, and the look on his face was, "Don't talk to me." So I didn't talk to him. Uh, <laughs> but talk about him as your co-host. What does he bring uh, to rugby in general, as far as USA rugby goes? Energy. I mean, that, that's really one word that I would say about Corbs. He's, he's a ball of energy and, and got amazing insight as well, particularly in that scrum mm. area. I mean, he, as he, I think, said on the show last week, he, World Rugby has snapped him up for a kind of um, consultant role, looking at scrums and the internationals and then sort of goes back to the referees 
um after after the weekend so yeah he he's he's very much got that wealth of knowledge and then equally he's got the wealth of knowledge in in the broadcasting department mm. he's been doing nbc for a while now there goes my screen again doesn't it i've just realized um <laughs> i do not know what's going on guys um so he yeah he is um He's brilliant to learn off. And also for me, I was always, as you say, I, I play with him. I, I even got coached by him. And I know Corbs over the years. But with something like this and you're working on something completely different, it's, it's obviously like a working relationship. But you also do want to try and get that chemistry across. And I probably wasn't sure how it would go. Honestly, it's, it's been it's been really, really great. And um, I know he's helping me on, on all sorts which is massive because, again, as much as I've done some media stuff before, this is what I'm trying to get into, stuff in front of camera. Equal, I'm trying to get in stuff behind the camera. So, um, yeah, he's been a massive help and uh, really enjoy doing it with him. Let's, you, you've been getting some really good guests, um, great guests, actually. We were trying to get Tig Leader on our show, on this show, and he said, sorry, can't talk because NFL rules. And then he pops up on your show. <laughs> Well, he's not—he's not lying. That's funny. He's not lying. I remember I actually tried to contact. Um, yeah, please don't think that there's a producer. No, no, no. There's an editor behind the rugby rundown. Trust me, I'm doing quite a lot of it. Um, but no, I mean, I, I try to contact Harry Malander. Play with Harry Malander with Northampton Saints, and Harry Malander's trying to go as a punter to the IPP NFL program. And he said exactly the same thing. He said, well, love to do it with you, mate, but um, I've got to be wary of what the NFL say or do. Um, and Ty, I mean, look, it's one of those where it's great to reconnect with former teammates of mine and, yeah. and mates. And, um, and and I guess maybe they, they he just helped me out a little bit. But at the same time, yeah, I, I, he wasn't lying to you, Bill. Don't worry. <laughs> don't, don't take that personally. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, this week's show. I, what I I found interesting about the rugby rundown is you know where you guys are situated in in southern california there of course the legion's right there in san diego you're you can drive up the five to la check out rfc la but certainly being close to chula vista there you know you've got the sevens program so it was great that you guys were talk able to chat with lona mar and you know with a preseason game coming up which is crazy already we've got two uh this on friday you know yeah. seattle's playing pacific pride but the uh, San Diego Legion are hosting the Chicago Hounds. So you're able to sit and chat with the Chicago Hounds. That's a club yes. that made some strides, some big signings yeah. in the offseason. How are they looking? Oh, honestly, Fitzy, I, I, they they really are up there in terms of probably my one of my favorites for the for the season already. You know, I'm now going to be in this role where I've got to try and actually have some form of punditry as to what I actually think. And I do genuinely believe what they've signed. It's not also what they've got on the pitch. It's about the, the chemistry that they're building off it as well. And I mean that yeah. with, they brought in new signings that actually aren't new because if you bring in Dylan Fawcett, well, he knows Bryce Campbell, who knows Luke Carter, who then knows Luke White. And then if you bring in Nate Orsberger, he also then knows Dylan Fawcett, who then knows Luke Carter who then knows Charlie Abel, who then... It's almost like... I feel Sam Harris has been very clever how who he's brought in. I mean, I forgot Ben Landry was at Chicago. And oh, I have yeah. got this big bear hug from him yesterday on the sidelines. <laughs> I was like, who the heck is... Go uh, and then I was like, and you're at Chicago too. I just, honestly, I think they're really exciting. I, I just think they've got already chemistry there, which I saw yesterday. I'm going to maybe go down to the Legion versus uh, uh, 
Seattle, Chicago preseason on Friday. And I'll be interesting how they do their plays, who's playing in what position. And um, I would say without trying to give too much away, I, they look strong across the board. Well, San Diego looks strong too. You've your old team added, you know, Greg Peterson, you know, Ma's back. You know, you've also stacked up. I mean, there's no reason for for me at least to believe um, you get close to the finals again at least. Ah, uh, well, I've got to be. I've not got to be. I've got to try and not be biased. This is one of the big things I am trying to, to do because, yeah. again, it's 12 teams, although I have my you know brilliant memories and, and, and mates at San Diego Legion. Um, I, of course, I think the Legion are going to be good. They've always been strong since the MLR began. It's, it's a club which has a great selling point. You're in Southern California. You're going to yeah. attract good players. So I think the people who they bought in are, are great. Obviously, I jump out and they sign this Australian who apparently has played a fair bit um, over the years. <laughs> Matt Gitto is just like, Ooh. oh, cool. <laughs> I am very old news. Um, but, it's, but yeah, I, I think look, they, they've got strength across the board. I, there's probably a few question marks in certain areas. I mean, I think Richard Judd is a massive loss. He was the, my scrum half mm. and Legion scrum half last season. He's now... Um, got a super rugby contract the hurricane so there's definitely some personnel there where it's going to be hard for them to replace again i'll probably go down on friday and get more of an insight as to how they're doing i, I see the boys around for some coffees and, and maybe catch them a beer of the weekend but i also try and like i don't want to pry and i i feel like things are going well for them and they'll be strong um there's no doubt about that did you so i think some of us may have been surprised that Mananu came back, or at least like delighted. Of course, we're delighted that you know yeah. Ma's coming back to MLR. It's fantastic, but particularly teaming up with Gitto. And at the, did you get a sense at the when the uh, MLR championship final concluded last season that Ma was coming back, or was it still? I don't want you to answer for him, but from, from no, no. Of, did you feel like he was he was determined to come back? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, you know, Mark Mar, Mar keeps his, his uh, cards close to his chest. Yeah. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons that has made him have such a long, great career that he has. And, you know, what it, what he is, not, not just only as a player, still at the age he is, is he can obviously operate. But but what he brings off the field as well. And you can just see the, that the whole, the youngsters sort of completely look up to him as much as we all look up to him. Um and he really drives the standard. So I'm sure come whenever it was, the end of the season, sorry, I think my screen's gone again. Um, <laughs> I'll try and wiggle a few things. Can you still hear me? I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep going. Well, I, I, I'm just going to say, come the end of the season, a guy of that quality and that sort of champion of wanting results, he didn't want to end on losing the final. Um, so there you go. He, he's back at it. Yeah, we. Um, it's great having these guys back because they're, you know, I love the name, obviously, excellent players still at their age. Um, I think it's important for the league to have those names. But I also think what's important to the league and also USA Rugby uh, will, as we transition towards the USA side, is Anthem uh, Carolina, Anthem Rugby Carolina. Um, you know, it didn't seem like there was a lot of time for Scott and uh, uh, Tamala, whoever else, to get that team together. I mean, how important is it for USA Rugby's future to have that team going? 
Yeah, look, I spoke to Scott not not long ago. I was on the show last week mm-hmm. and gave me um, some spare time of his, which he's, he's a busy man. So it's hard to track down. I know you you guys have spoken to him recently as well. I, I think it's the understanding that that the now the the first year is going to be a bit chaotic. And I was speaking mm-hmm. with Jake Turnbull. I know you also had Jake on the show uh, relatively recently, and he also very much says that as well. It's like it's going to be that startup kind of, you know everyone just running around to try and I guess sort of not make it work, but I guess sort of just get it going. And I think the reality of like what the mission is and speaking to Scott about the potential of this national academy being really a ground that you'll see, you know, homegrown USA players, that is what we need. And I think it sits within MLR. It doesn't sit on its own. And then Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that, as he said, other USA players don't play for a San Diego Legion or Chicago Hounds or, you know, Free Jacks, whatever. Like, no, they they sort of, it gets more people, it gets more young players in particular playing that high standard of rugby, which I've always believed. I don't think that the young or the youth of rugby here in America play enough certainly at an age of that sort of 18 right. to 22 mark. And that's no disrespect to the colleges. And, and the colleges are improving a lot. We had Gavin Hickey on from Navy on the show uh, mm. this week. He was brilliant. If you, I'm not trying to plug my show, but honestly, just go and hear Do him. It. Yeah. He, is a, he is a fantastic human being. He's clearly done a great job at Navy. Um, there's so many moving parts. Anthem is just a way that can get more American talent playing. I believe it's going to take time, but it's got the right things and people behind it. And then going back to Scott Lawrence, the fact that he's slightly behind it as well, I think makes this all positive to have a successful future. Yeah, I think, you know, what I think I'm most intrigued about with the anthem, if you look at a couple of positions, right? And, you know, if we're talking about like building up domestic players, you know, it's who is that next great American fly half, right? Like thinking ahead, mm. you know, like eight years down the road, 12 years yeah. down the road. Like, like we, we love that AJ, he's back. He's, he's playing real well uh, with Bristol. You've got Luke Hardy in the mix. But then right at some point, right, it happens. They're going to age out. And as the pathway in college starts to develop and with the anthem coming along, particularly around 31, you know, we'll see who's around. But, you know, if USA, you know, obviously we're hosting, but – to be able to trot out, not to sound too nationalistic here, but to be able to trot out like an American-born player who came mm-hmm. through the pathway, right, from like youth to high school to college, <laughs> MLR or whatever, and then bang, <clears throat> is the starting 10 for the USA. There's something about that narrative, that story, that just yeah. feels right. And it seems like the anthem is a, is a way to really try and get that together. And I'm probably really excited about that. I mean, obviously other positions are really important. I, I think I think you're spot on, Fitzy, and and I like to see, and this is ironic for me to say this because of my accent, but I like to honestly see the same. Yeah. I think there's challenges. One challenge is it's a high rugby IQ position, and I'm talking about fly half and also nine. Therefore, you have to have the basis of your education throughout the years to play this position. Hmm. And I'm not being judgmental to the other positions, but what that then comes to is coaching. Can the coaching at the grassroots level and then the colleges be better than it is? It needs to be better, if I'm going to be honest. What I have seen, and I've only seen a small amount, but then if that young guy or young girl, you know, their education in that position is huge. It's something which I, you know, away from from doing what I do, obviously, MLR, I'd love to potentially get involved in helping some young young fly halves, young American 
fly halves. But it is, it is just a really challenging position. We've got in America these brilliant athletes. We talk about how we have the best athletes in the world. And, and, I, and I, I'm all for that. And I love that, that we talk about it like that. But the reality is, is they probably fit into about maybe four positions on the rugby field. There's the rest of those positions need IQ. And this comes back to what you're saying, Fitz, is like, well, then what, how do they get IQ other than better coaching, better opportunity, and then also more games? And if they can get that through Anthem, which I believe they will, then that will develop, um, you know, a, a US born, a US based scrum half, fly half, uh, potentially other uh, positions on the pitch, which are just need that education. And um, I'm sure you see what I'm getting at. It, it's just, it's a challenge, even going, even with a seven year window to 2031. You know, speaking of players, so uh, uh, I think um, Nafi Maafu's brother is with Anthem, um, and and I've been people have been joking with me recently. It's like, well, you might have to change your name from Eagles overseas to something else because you're starting to lose players. There's plenty of women playing overseas, but now we got this. You know, we got AJ over there, like Fitzy mentioned ago. Yeah, um, there's a small amount of USA qualified players, maybe playing at the collegiate or the university level in Europe as well. And others, of course, you know, David Anu'u is playing, you know, uh, starting for a, a high level top 14 side. Um, Will, do you think MLR is maybe to that level where players really don't need to go overseas? And, and I mean, traveling overseas is great for learning different aspects of rugby. It's great just to get that experience in generally speaking, not even rugby. I mean, do you foresee uh, players still making that jump over if, that, if they're at level, maybe even joining academy sides? Two things here, Bill. One is, um, if you asked me two years ago, the answer would be like, no. As in, the rugby overseas is just far better than than the MLR. So if I was telling little Jimmy or little Jess, you know, where are you going to get your best quality rugby? It, it would be overseas. And I'm not being disrespectful to the MLR back then. It just yeah. was. But what we have seen in terms of even the shorts, you've got to remember MLR is only, what, seven years old. And it had the middle of it as well so like lots of i mean i'm speaking to the guys on with the show or, or just in general and we're all saying the competition is fierce and fast and, and i think it'll be at its best this year um obviously with toronto and new york actually very much misfortune but it's filtered out into the other teams which yeah. is then going to make the competition harder so i guess one thing is yeah no two years ago but now i feel maybe is more uh, of an opportunity to say, yeah, I think the MLR is somewhere that you are going to have a building ground of um, learning, developing success. We then come to financial, which it's almost like yeah. the elephant in the room where you don't want to talk about, but come on, you do. And 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 I'll be honest, where did I earn my most money? It was in the UK, playing in premiership clubs, mm -hmm. whatever it was. Now, you've got to think about your future. The league is getting better here, but it is obviously a league for six months of the year. I think they are working, Scott's working, to try and get within the American Academy system, the US National Academy, that you almost are yearly paid, you're like yearly covered, and you have matches throughout the year. So there's, look, it will get there. I do believe it will get there. It's just got a couple of complications. But I do believe as well that you're going to see American talent staying in the US because the competition is just better now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, speaking a little bit about the, the the competition getting better, MLRM entering its seventh season. We talked. You mentioned a little bit about Chicago and signings in San Diego. Is there a, another club who had an off season that really uh, impressed you in terms of either just players coming back or, or signings? Or is there a club out there people should be like, hey, sleeper pick for uh, yeah. Playoff? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think some clubs have signed really well. I always, I don't know what it is about Seattle. And I yeah. don't know what it is about Clarkie there as well. It's just, they just seem to get it right, don't they? They're always up there. They're the most successful team in the MLR when you look at them having, they've, they've won it twice and they've been in finals or they've been at least in play or Western Conference players. And I love some of the signings they've made. I mean, like Kurandrani at 13, Mac, Mac Mason, I think coming back to the league at 10. Um, kind of friend of mine, Hugh Taylor. Um, he was based in the URC with the Dragons, um, a flanker and second row. He's going to be really, really useful. So I, I do think Seattle looks strong. The Legion actually go to Seattle first game, which I think is going to be off the charts in terms of a round one fixture. Yeah. Um, then if I look in the East, I mean, yes, of course, the Free Jacks. I, you know, Alex Magleby and what he's done there and, 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 the, and the staff he's got, he's kept the same staff, which I think is imperative, having continuity, not just in the playing department, but also in the coaching department, I think is a proven success or will be a proven success. Um, but there's loads of teams in there that I, I think could be surprisingly good. DC, old glory. I think they've signed well and... Um, <laughs> Is it Simon Cross, their new head coach? Looks strong. I really like the way Houston Sabercats have signed and what they're trying to build. And I was speaking to Christian Dyer last week on the show, and he was saying they're developing their style of play. I'm like, okay, so they're not just going to kick. They're not just going to scrum a ball. They're actually going to do other things. Mm. Um, I mean, look, you look across the board, and it's, I do just think it's going to be a really competitive league, and there's some teams there to definitely look out for. Is that first match against Seattle at San Diego or Seattle? It's in Seattle as well, at Starfire, which I know everyone's going to look at last year and one of the best wins that I felt I've had, maybe even in my career, just the feeling of it was winning there. Such a hard place to go. You know, that atmosphere. Well, great fan base. Yeah. Great fan base. It's on top of you. It's a small pitch, but it just, I I mean, it was a really high competitive game. In fact, Blair Cowan at the end of the game, bearing in mind this was, I think, like week five of the season last year. And obviously with his experience, he came up to me at the end. He said, that was up there. That was up there like a premiership game. Yeah. And I was like, wow. well, for someone like Blair Cowan to yeah. say that, that just shows you the intensity, the standard, the atmosphere really matched it. That's going to be a great one for, for round one of this coming season. And that's only, I mean, Seattle is about 5,000 fans and they get loud. I was there for the last match before COVID hit and shut everything down. Free Jacks and, and Seawolves. Uh, but one of the commonalities you have there, Will, uh, be amongst, I think, the the top clubs, I'll say, are, is the fan base. I mean, San Diego, 10,000-plus for that first game. Seattle has a great home crowd. New England has a great home crowd. It just seems like, I don't know if that's because of the hotbeds as far as rugby clubs and fans go or just the way that people like Mags, TK, you know, the ownership of Seattle do it right. You know, it's. I think there's something there. Yeah, no, Bill, it's a great, it's a great comment as much as also a question because I, I had the privilege of being with some of the ownership group in Miami for the for the Gilbert and Sportable launch with MLR mm. the other week, and meeting them, uh, some guys I haven't really met. Their enthusiasm for the game is obviously enormous. All of them are, but it's also what they are building behind the scenes. And maybe it helps that in some states it's easier than others. In some cities it's easier than others. Yeah. But if you take, for example, the Free Jacks, and you know, I, I am a huge fan of the Free Jacks as much as yes, I'm still a bit bitter about that <laughs> final. But but what you know, what uh, Magleby and the coaching staff and they've built a place that was described as even by Nick Benson as. It's almost like a, how did he describe it? Not a congress, but um, you go to church for your community. 
you go mm. to Quint- Quincy, you'll know this, Bill. You go to Quincy because that's like your community. It's that feeling of everyone kind of knows yeah. each other there and it's built and it's successful both on and off the field. And I think teams are starting to really turn the corner on that. Um, and naturally, you've had people who have been there longer than others. And also, you're in a state where, for example, it's just rugby is maybe a bit more not relevant, but just more accessible. California, obviously being one. Texas is another one. Um, And then I heard the other day that North Carolina is the third, I think in terms of participation within youth rugby, it's actually the third highest in terms of state. That was told uh, told by me by uh, Jonathan Atkinson at um, at, at USA Rugby. So it has a bit of weight behind it. He didn't just make it up. But um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting one, which I I think some teams have got at the moment. By the way, Utah Warriors as well. They're brilliant. What they're trying to create there. Uh, Kimball, I think, is fantastic. And then his stuff. There is, you're starting to see more teams in that sort of section of doing well than maybe teams who are really trying to catch up. There are, there are some, but I also think like the standard, like the free jacks are setting is people are looking to me. Well, just check out this message right here. Will, I don't know if you can see this. Um, oh, I have. Our... Yeah. i just tell my wife to, 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 you can, you don't have to put that wet message up. Um, <laughs> <this is> message. <laughs> I knew it was her. <laughs> uh, very so, kind. So we're going to let you go here in a second. Um, and I had a question for you. And of course, I forgot because that comment came up. Because your wife, well, go ahead. On. That's, that's, no, on. that's my problem. <laughs> go ahead, Fitzy. Well, I want to touch on, um, I think it's exciting uh, what Miami is doing down there, really, like <clears throat> from the jerseys, really like tapping into that, you know, South Beach, Miami flair. Yeah. Certainly, I think really excited about a number of South American talent that they brought in, you know, Chileans, Argentines, Uruguayans, you know, what are you seeing down in in Miami, and and what does this say about what is happening on you know this side of the the Atlantic Ocean, if you will, right, where things are growing in South America, right? Super Rugby's America, MLR, love to see some it uh, some type of competition. I know you've talked about an All Star game too. This is two separate <laughs> questions, but um, like there's stuff happening over on this side of the world, right, where people are starting to yeah. take a little notice. Well, it is. I mean, it's funny when you come out of Miami airport, I'm not sure I feel like I'm in the US or whether I'm in South America. Um, I was in the Uber Uber with my uh, Uber driver and um, been there for 16 years, but I think his English was still a little bit broken. But that's fine. It's the community, isn't it? The South American community in Florida. And I think it's going to be really successful in Miami because they've already got that kind of Argentine, they're based into Miami as well, which, by the way, is a brilliant facility. It's funny, when I was there, the, the Inter-Miami and Messi were away. They were away on a preseason trip in Saudi Arabia. So yeah. they, the guys were walking around, you know, showing me around and everything like that. And I'm thinking, as soon as Messi <laughs> arrives back, you're going to be cornered off into the corner, you know, only allowed to cross the road um, <laughs> when told or something like that. But um, no, I think it's great what they're building. It, they've had a nice run up. You know, they came to the league or it was announced in the league, what, I, I want to say maybe last year. And then they've had time to build. I'm really impressed with what the stuff's going on behind the scenes, even from the marketing side of things, the content they're creating um, and just the passion. The one thing about the South Americans is they're so passionate, aren't they? And if we can grab that into the MLR and hopefully, you know, Miami Sharks can also grab that on the field. I, I think they're going to be strong. Again, year one, we don't probably know where they sit, but at the same time, I'm excited to see how they go. As for that all-star uh, game, Fitzy, I mean, I would love to see something like, a, you know, a SLAR all-star team versus an MLR all-star yeah. team. 
I think we'd like or a West v East in the MLR or or something like that. How close are we to that? Well, you know, it's talks talks are in there, but at the same time, um, yeah, we still got a little way to go, um, and we must we must celebrate. We've got three new teams in MLR this season, and, and one of them being in Florida. I just think it's brilliant for the league. All right, well, we're going to leave you with this. Um, you've obviously you played at championship level, prem level, international, whatever, and we hear this question or see this question quite a bit on Reddit, whatever, Twitter, Instagram. People want to know what level MLR is like. Is it comparable to anything you've played in over in Europe or other leagues that you can think of? Is it more championship level? What do you what do you think? Well, I think Bill, it goes back to what I said before. From joining the league in 2022 to then exiting it last season, um, it's, I'd go as far to say, not chalk and cheese, but the development on the field has been huge. Quality players, quality coaching, great game plans. And I really do believe when I probably came, I thought, okay, maybe it's kind of lower end championship rugby and championship in the UK but then actually now I would say some of those games are playing last year that they're absolutely up there with with maybe sort of premiership-esque um, mm-hmm. uh, games and and that's great you know that's going to be that's going to be the great thing for our um, oh my screen's gone again right at the end no it's back um, <laughs> hey. and, um, and you know that's going to be great for the national team you know we're yeah. rounding this conclusion off you know the league is getting better on the field. The, the off the field is also increasing and it needs to do more, but it's also getting better. It's great for USA rugby. And that is the bigger thing, which I think we are now finding that this is the pathway now that you play in the MLR and you go and then try and be an Eagle. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's top rugby and I definitely put it up. There was, with some of the best, the uh, best rugby that I've been involved. In. Well, I'm going to pop up one more comment here. And I don't think they can all get up there. Uh, but apparently your wife has put a hundred dollar deposit on, uh, our, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but my, yesterday, but that's first, that's great news. But I mean, it's great. How good to have an LA team back. I mean, Oh, I know. Yeah. California being strong. Great to have them back in. And, and I'm, I'm interested to see how they go as well. Yeah. We're all excited about, you know, the entire MLR this year. Like I've mentioned before, I'm going to be in Charlotte for the first weekend, uh, doing some interviews for this show, uh, possibly a live stream. All right, we'll see if I can work that out with the stadium. It's a small stadium, actually really nice. Did a lot of work to that place. Uh, <laughs> hold on. There you go. I'm not Mrs. Hooley. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't, USA uh, Rugby League and Union fan, don't worry about it. We, we, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Well, you're Mrs. Hooley for us tonight, buddy. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so, Will, man, uh, it's always awesome to talk to you. I, I mean, just uh, love your input, everything from Americanizing – uh, rugby to uh, to your show, the Rugby Rundown. You know, we wish you the best of luck to the show, uh, and we look forward to having you back on here again soon too. Please, guys, it's an absolute pleasure. Love what you guys are doing. Um, it's it's great. You've been now around for a while, and you keep developing. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Have a good uh, have a good Valentine's Day or night, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, time wise, people. Hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. All are right. You my, are you my Taylor Swift? Is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> yeah, you're my Tay Tay. Yes. All right. Well, have a good one. Uh, have a great night. Thanks, Will. Bye, guys. All right. Well, jeez, uh, man, always great talking to these guys. You know, Will is always just uh, so much fun to yeah. talk to. Um, and then you got these guys. Like, the, I want to show you this note right here. This is. Uh, 
uh, uh, Michael Cavallo. He's actually a, a, a decent friend of mine, an okay friend of mine. He'll get mad at me for this. He's heading down to Antarctica tomorrow for oh. a a diving ex, expor, ex, exploration. Awesome. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have all the information in front of me, but we're going to post some more about that at some point because he's actually also a sponsor of the show. His uh, his, his law firm, Cavallo & Associates, has sponsored our trip out to MLR. Oh, I'm sorry, mine. Uh, the Shield like, last year. Hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't go. <laughs> but uh, great guy. guy. Nonsense. You know, play, <laughs> Anyway, back to Michael and, his, and the trip. No, that's enough. That's enough for him. He has to get ready. He has to go to sleep. He has to get up early tomorrow. Um, yeah, like I said, great talking to Will. I just yeah. He's just so easy to talk to. He just has a wealth of information. And that guy, yeah. like us, like a lot of people we know, want to see the, the American game grow uh, unlike any other. You know, he's, he's so into it. Ooh. I mean, we he's he's adopted son, right? I mean, he he came over and he you know he's eligible and played and had a great career in MLR and for the Men's Eagles and now he's building yep. the professional league here and you know tying that together with USA Rugby. It's just the continuation of what he's doing, which is great. It is great. All right, Fitz, let's call it night. Let's uh, one last thing for our listeners out there, our viewers and our listeners. Please, you know, subscribe follow like the show copy the links and to friends uh we love reviews and more follows and likes um follow us on social media uh at eagles overseas and at rugby morning and we both have newsletters as well uh rugby morning newsletter is every morning which is amazing to get all kinds of details overseas and american rugby all right man uh fitzy great stuff tonight great stuff with will uh we will chat again next week cheers buddy cheers